and welcome to Funny Business, a podcast for free thinkers. I'm Robbie Hicks. And I'm Lockie Bradford. And on today's episode, we have Sophie Dillman, Ziggy from Home and Away. Oh, I'm so happy we got an act- actor, actress, actor, actress on. What are you, what's the proper word? No idea. I didn't know what to say. You'll notice during the interview too, I don't think we say it either because we don't know whether to say actress or actor. Well, is there, there's a new, um, there's terminology rules, isn't there? there? there well, there's rules about everything. So I just, uh, I just wanted to steer well, clear. <laughs> well, no, we'll stay away. We won't break those rules up. <laughs> but anyway, talk, like talking to Sophie, we, we laugh. We come from very big home and away families. Oh, Australiana represent. <laughs> Getting to talk to Sophie. She was a breath of fresh air. Oh, well, she was sitting in the green room after a hectic body schedule. And I'll tell you right now. Uh, they work at home and away, don't they? Summer Bay, they got them working. Working all day, every day. Yeah, uh, they're good, though. They love their job. They love it. This was a really eye-opening chat. I, I loved uh, being able to un- unpack uh, Sophie's journey into, into acting and her, her story and the percentage of, the, of how to get in and how to land a good gig. It's just it's mind-blowing, isn't it? Crazy. Hey, enjoy. Well, let's kick it off. Come on, Rob. All right. Well, so thanks so much for joining us while you're on set. So... That's a bit odd for no us. Worries. Yeah, you're, on set, you're in the green room now. You're currently waiting to get called I on am. for a shoot or something. Yeah, yeah. I've been in since oh, six this morning or something, and I go home at six tonight. So, But it's nice because we're inside. Yesterday we were outside, and it was officially the coldest day in 25 years in Sydney. So, In Summer it Bay. Was, it was fresh. I know. It's actually not always summer in Summer Bay. It's, it's quite sad. <laughs> so for those who are listening at home, we'd like to kick our pot off with the same sort of question each time, but... Who are you and what do you do? Uh, my name is Sophie Dillman and I am very lucky to say that I am an actor on Home and Away. Okay. What's it like? like seriously, like we're yeah. just we're joking just before we click start on this and both our our families, both our dads, we're going to throw our dads under the bus here. <laughs> yeah. Both, do it. both named Ashley. Both named Ashley, both love Home and Away, have been watching <laughs> since they, oh no, how long has it been going for? 50, 60 years, hasn't it? Like what? just been a bloody 30 33, 33, 34, 34. 34 years. So there you go. They're massive fans. So they'll be super excited to know that we're chatting <laughs> with you today. But can you take us back to how it all started for you? Like, how did you get in, get a gig at Home and Away? Um, well, okay. I, I mean, I, I suppose it started very early. I loved acting from the get-go. I always seemed to be in like the drama plays and stuff when I was a really little kid. Um, and I loved it. I was always over dramatic. Everyone always said that you'd be a great, like she'd be such a great star, but my parents, my mom's a nurse, my dad's a lawyer. And, um, they both are creative people in general, but I just don't think they even imagined that this could be a career path you could follow. Um, so I, I, and I didn't really think that either. I didn't think it was a realistic option for me. So I, went through high school loved it had the best time I did nursing straight away thinking that would just be what I did um because I always loved gory stuff um but weirdly the year that I graduated nursing all the government funding in Queensland was cut no nurses were getting jobs I had to restudy and I just had this thing that went you've got to try out for acting school and if you don't get in you know that it was never a stone that you should unturn like have turned and it doesn't matter but you've tried so I auditioned, I got in at QT in Queensland, um, which is like, you know, out of thousands of people, I was one of 16. I got super lucky. Um, I did three years of that, which was the, maybe the funnest three years of my life. What's um, the application process for that like? 
uh, you have to do audition pieces. So you have to do two, I think we did two monologues. And so I went to my high school drama teacher and went, I think I'm going to audition because um, I don't really have anywhere else to go or, or know who to turn to. So I did it in my old drama classroom. We did the, the pieces. I did one of the ones that I um, had done in high school um, where the girl at the start of the audition piece pees on a billiard table and um and they loved it like loved it I didn't actually pee or did I who knows um (laughs) they loved it so yeah I got we got selected you have to do three rounds of auditions which is similar to every other um big acting school in Australia you do three rounds and they cut you down and cut you down and cut you down um and yeah I I remember getting the phone call from my the head of the school Diane at like eight o'clock on a Sunday morning she went hi it's Diane do you really want to do this again I was like, yes. She goes, well, good, you're in. And hangs up the phone. <laughs> like, what have I just gotten into? Um, um, but yeah, it was the funnest three years of my life. I finished that. I was working as a nurse during that time. Um, moved to Sydney, worked as a nurse and auditioned for all sorts of things for a, about a year. Um, and sort of at the end of the year, it was like, oh God, I, I still haven't quite pulled anything. I've, I've had some luck, but not huge amounts. I think I'm going to go on a big holiday, sort of re-evaluate. Because everyone in my life was like, when are you coming back to Brisbane? Like, when are you coming home? How long are you going to stick this out for? Um, but I wasn't done yet. I, I really wanted to go. So I booked a holiday and then got this audition for Ziggy. And I read the audition and she was just really similar to me. And I was like, oh, I, I could do this. So I did the first audition. She's, you know, she was, when she first started, she was a bit punk rock and like loved leather and was loved cars and stole a lot. She was being interviewed at the police station for stealing a car and she was a real sass queen. And I was like, yeah, I can do this. I did it, loved it, got in for the final audition, which was like a week before me going overseas. I was like, awesome. Okay. They loved what I did. I'm just going to do it again. And, 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 you know, I've made it to the second round of auditions for this. This is awesome. I got there and I wore exactly the same thing that I wore in the first audition, which was like a band t-shirt, black jeans and boots. And I walked in and the five other girls that were trying out for Ziggy were wearing white jeans and a blue button up. And I was like, fuck, I've missed the memo. They've changed the scenes. They've changed the character. I'm screwed. I've fucked this up. So we did like it's a full day of audition, just sitting with five Ziggies that are kind of all look like you. And so you're like, like sitting there going well this is weird and then there's five of my younger sister and four of my parents and they're like trying different things you've got heaps of people in the room like whispering and like crossing things off and like you're like oh my god was that my head like like stuff um and at the end of the day uh you know they said congratulations you did well and I was like I felt like that was good I, I don't think I got it but I felt like it was good so two days later I was starting a new nursing job. I was sitting there. A patient had just vomited on me and I'd vomit all over my scrubs and I was getting changed. And I was like sitting in there, in, like in the change room, I was taking off the scrubs going, you just have to do this for a few more days and you're going on a holiday and it doesn't matter, it's all right. And I had a missed call from my agent. And I was like, oh, of course, this is going to be them telling me that I didn't get the bloody job. And like I got there and she, she was like, Sophie, you're on the speaker in the office and you've got Ziggy from home and away. And I was just like, fuck off and all the doctors outside could hear me they're like Sophie are you all right in there and I was like oh. <laughs> and I just walked out of the job 
I, because I, I, I was never going to go back there. So I just walked out. I probably made some bad impressions. Um, and here I am. You said, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. See you later. See ya. Vomit scrubs <laughs> everywhere. I, um, and yeah, I've been here four and a half years now. Oh my God. That's insane. So that's just, that's just gone from bang to bang like that. How, how, what was it like, you know, first day on set and meeting everyone and just, and, and figuring out like, where the bloody hell am I? Oh, very overwhelming. It, like, because at acting school, you do a lot, or we did a lot of theatre work, but we didn't do any, I don't know, like practical camera stuff or, or that sort of thing. So like you hit a mark when you're standing in the right spot to be on camera, right? But I didn't know what a mark was. So they kept saying, stand on your mark, stand on your mark. I'm like, what are they talking about? Like, I, I have no idea what they're talking about. Or like you, the camera has to be at a certain spot or they're shining this white thing in my eye and I'm like what are you doing I can't see but that's to make you look pretty like that's all very overwhelming um but I was really lucky that the two people that played my parents Rowan and Kesty are very experienced actors and have been on set lots and the girl that played my younger sister she was a bit of a freshie like me so we had two people that we could go what's that or what do we do there or I don't understand what they're talking about or why are they yelling at me and they'd answer all your questions for you so that was really good. Um, and it ended up being a really fun day. I just, it was, it was great. We had a great director. Everyone's so nice here and have been here so long that they are so good at their job. They film so fast. I was in shock at how quick we had to do it. And I had to like get up to speed really quickly about being on my shit because otherwise you miss it and you have no choice because they have to keep going. Um, so that was really fun. And it just like threw me in. I like got out of the car and like the lady, the AD came and met me and she's like, okay, we're just going to take you to the makeup chart. Would you like a coffee or a water? And I was like, what? Would I like a water? <laughs> it, was, it was very, very cool. Out of this world. I still, I still think about it being like, I can't believe that this is my job. <laughs> Doing a show like Home and Away, is, is, what's the schedule like? Is it pretty relentless? Because the episodes are always coming out. Yeah, it is relentless. I think we film the most television per day than any other show ever. So like on a feature film, you'll film maybe like two minutes a day or three minutes a day. And we film like 15 minutes in the studio and 15 minutes on location every day. So we film an episode a day, um, which is something like 12 scenes and you have roughly an hour for each scene. And that can be you all day, every day. You know, like I did last a few months ago, I had a couple of weeks off and the week before I had 38 scenes in four days. 38 scenes in four days. So talking about learning quickly on the job, like is it? did you just feel like yeah. you got a crash course straight away? Like oh, I'm, if I fuck up stuff, at least it's just all going to happen real quickly and move on, bang, bang. Oh, yeah, I was like, well, they're going to know if they're going to fire me real quick because I'm like you, I, I, it was amazing. And it's now I find it incredible how quick I can actually get a scene down because your brain is so good at getting it in now. When I first started, it took me hours and I'd be like sitting at two o'clock in the morning, like letting my scripts to be up at five to do it again. But now you're like, you're in it and you can, you can, I can map it a lot better in my head. Um, but when you first start, it's so overwhelming. Um, does, does it help like, like with future career ambitions then? Like if, like if you come from the home and away sort of stock, it means, you know, you can work quickly, you can think on the fly. Like, does that help? Yeah, apparently um, it's very well known that the home and away people work the hardest ever. 
Um, so it, it's good that when you can go somewhere to the States or another program, they know that you can work hard. They know you love your job and they know that you can do stuff quickly. Like, and, and to the point, if I need to do it in one take, I can do it in one take. So that's really great. And I've learned so much about how to make that happen and like making a choice so quickly, which I found so hard in acting school, you know, is this right? Or, or um, should I do it this way to sort of make it likable? But the key is, I suppose, in a lot of acting, you have to make a choice and stick to it. And I've learned that very quickly now. <laughs> so, so when you get the scripts that come through, how much is it like, how much is like freestyle? You know, is it, how much is it, or is it like, you got to read it, like read the fucking script? No, you got to read the script. You, um, I mean, sometimes you will sometimes ma- maybe massage the line a little bit to fit your character's vernacular, but most of the time they write for you. The, the writers have been writing for you for so long and know how your character sounds. And, and when you first come on set, they sort of have written for you and they hear the way that you speak and, and how you deliver the lines and sort of morph you together. So like Ziggy and Sophie have kind of become one so you don't have to do a lot. And I mean, I am so sure. I don't know how the writers do it. I went into the writer's room one day and it's just like, it's like words on the ceiling. It's like they're everywhere. Storylines are like lined up through like all these like just big arrows going. It's like they're writing for 20 people to always interconnect storylines all the time. They're, they're incredible. I don't, I don't know how they do it. Fuck. That's a that's a hard job. It is a hard job. Yeah, <laughs> it is a hard job. What, what it's the, the best cha- job though. Yeah. What are yeah, some of the challenges? Like maybe it's like early things that you've learned through. Like what are the, some of the maybe the hiccups that you've had along the way, or even trying to get get the break like you did for for this for this role. Well, I mean, there's a lot. Acting as a career choice is not necessarily a smart one. Um, I think the statistics are two percent of actors are employed, and one percent of actors are paid above minimum wage so there is such a small percent chance that you will actually get work um and you sort of know that I feel like I you know we were told that going coming out of acting school but you don't recognize what that's going to be like until you get there and go wow there was you know in this audition alone there was there was they auditioned hundreds of people to play my character. They auditioned something like a million people to play Rachel from Friends. Like it's it's unbelievable the 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 chance, you know. And and I don't want to say it's chance because I do believe that there are so many actors that deserve to be obviously that deserve that role and deserve to be there. But I just feel so lucky to have been given this shot. And um, so I mean, getting a job. That's, that's a big, big challenge. Um, I've also gotten really lucky because this job has lasted four and a half years, whereas some jobs last 10 seconds or, or a minute, you know. Um, so constantly having to find work is a big one. And then sort of challenges on set. I mean, learning how to learn the lines was a big one. Um, sort of also learning... I'd never been on a set before. I didn't know who the powerful people were or the people that I had to listen to or, or could say something to. Like, I just thought I was going to be fired at every stage of my life. Like, I'd do something wrong in a take and I was like, I'm going to be fired. 
and and um, and so learning sort of learning that dynamic was really hard. It not always being summer and summer bay is very hard because it was what six degrees yesterday and I was in like mini shorts and a singlet and like <laughs> and you have to act warm like my lips go blue and they have to put pink on them to so you can't see them um but yeah I think like all in all I would never trade it for anything but yeah it's the best job it's the hardest job but it's the best job it must feel special though like when it when it does take like if it's only the one percent when you when you get in there it must mean something where it's like fuck like uh, this is crazy like not many people get to live this type of life a hundred percent I still pinch myself like continuously you, you know I've been lucky enough to be um to have some articles written about me in magazines and stuff and you do like it's a, it's like it's like the there's my face is on that like that's weird in the shops you're like that's so bizarre or I still find it really bizarre if, if some people recognize you in public and they'll come, you know, people are walking towards you being like, oh my God. I'm like, oh, I don't know. God, I don't remember who that person is. I must know them. And then you're like, oh no. Oh wait, you're looking for a photo. Of course. Like, I don't think you ever get used to that ever. Cause I really just feel like I'm just the person that, you know, the idiot that always forgets their shoes and is a nurse and, that's it like you you know yeah. I, I don't think you ever or seeing the first time I saw myself on television I was at the gym and I was running on the treadmill and I looked up and my face was there and I I dead set fell off the treadmill like it's just it's such a shock to be in front of yourself like I I, I don't think you ever get used to that tell us about uh some of the i suppose perks about being of being an actor like what are so like you we look the like fun things yeah the Joe. fun things like i'm looking at the <laughs> bloody all the awards i'm going fuck i wish i was there you know <laughs> is it as fun as what it looks like i mean yes like yeah it's super fun um some of the perks um well i get my makeup done every day and that wouldn't say much for you guys but like <laughs> like the boys but even some of the boys have to wear makeup or, or choose to wear makeup or whatever so like I look like a train wreck when I get, I wore my pajamas and no shoes this morning to set and they can create magic. When I like get in there and they're like, whoa, what happened to you? <laughs> like help. So that's, that's incredible. You get to like, you know, wearing costumes. I mean, being someone else every day is so fun because you don't, you don't get as self-conscious, I suppose, being like, oh, I'm going to, you know, fuck around and set today because I want to do this in this scene. So I get to like play around and dance all the time. Like that's, I mean, that's really cool. You, you meet the most incredible people, the most incredible creatives. I just, I'm in awe of everyone that I work with who have done so many incredible things and have such cool life stories. And you're constantly around those people and they are always wanting to create more. You know, you're sitting in between scenes and you're discussing with, a soundy you know the last job that they did which was you know a massive Netflix thing or a Marvel or like all this stuff and they're telling you stories about how that happened you're like I can't believe I'm talking to these people um like I think that's the biggest thing but then you know we get to do sometimes we get to do photo shoots which is really cool with like really cool props and incredible costumes like I did one with the man, who, the guy who played my ex-husband and we had these big ball gowns at Gordon's Bay, like on the rocks and in the fishing thing, it was like, you know, the massive ocean in the background. I'm wearing this giant ball gown that like I couldn't ever afford like a button on, let, let alone the whole thing. And you're just like standing there like, I can't believe this is my life. Um, the Logies is so fun. 
like I like I had this one moment where I was like dancing and you look like I'm next to Andy Lee and Hamish Blake and on the other side I've got like um like Guy Sebastian and you're like I can't believe I'm standing in between these people or like you know it's it's surreal that sort of stuff is really surreal you know I your sister's got some questions doesn't she Rob? Oh, pull them out she's she's she would love a mention in this episode go she? on full home and away like super fan nuffy and like <laughs> she's been watching it since she's been i don't know that's why both yeah. Locke's sister and my younger sister are about the same age mm. and they froth it. They both love it. They've been watching it since they were like primary school. So she sent through some questions as soon as she found out we were, we were chatting with you, and they're, they're so good. <laughs> All right. So the Hit first it. one is: Did the producers make you and Patrick O'Connor, who plays Dean, break up on the show because you were together in real life? Seems like they did that with Willow and Justin too. <laughs> That's such a good question. I mean, so um, no, I they didn't do it on purpose. The, um, for you guys' background, I date the guy that I date in the show or dated in the show. Um, and we dated on the show first and then in real life. I don't think, well, I don't think so now that you say it. Um, they didn't say that to us. They just said it was for the story, but maybe. I don't know. Next question. Next question. Uh, can you hint to the writers that we need another summer bay stalker? It's not a question. It was more of like, please do this. <laughs> that's a please she's a, right, she's the last smart. one she's smart i can get that i can i can organize that yeah well, there you go. where did the school go and why do we never see kids in their school uniforms anymore very interesting question we currently don't have any kids on the show um so that's why you don't see any kids in school uniforms but they will be returning so don't worry there you go. She's got the scoop. She'd be That's loving inside that. Inside scoop. Oh, That's I like just, that. Just nice. goss. I reckon we're going to hit up new idea now and just start getting some plugs <laughs> for the pod. Make um, some cash. <laughs> <laughs> hey, tell us what goes into like how you approach developing a character. You mentioned before that you and Ziggy have sort of merged more into one, but what mm. goes into like either preparing to play a character, learning to take on persona or understanding how that all works? Well, I think every person's process is different. But um, you sort of have to, I've found that as, if I can submerge myself in her life as much as possible before I got to set. So I knew these things. I knew she was a surfer. I knew she was a mechanic or, or wanted to be a mechanic. I knew she was a bit of a sass queen, badass, loved, you know, petty crime and stuff. I'm not a criminal, so I can't do that. But I like spent some time under cars and like learning from some mechanics like just some basic stuff and what that meant and what that day was like um I desperately tried to surf many times in my life I in fact dated three guys purely to learn to surf um as surfers and none of them succeeded so they didn't succeed in relationships either um but (laughs) um but I spend a lot of time at the beach anyway so I, I understand like that aspect of her um, the family dynamic was important to work out sort of how she fitted in and who she was butting heads with and, and how, what her relationship was like with her sister. Um, and then I suppose you got a bit of, you, I did anyway, got a bit of auto- autonomy working out sort of, you know, the way she flirted and the way she argued. And, and, and I actually kind of tried to pick things that were fun for me or a challenge for me because I wanted to master them. Um, at the time, I found vulnerability really hard. Um, 
And so I wanted to make her quite a vulnerable character so that I could work it's kind of like that. You say like the work that acting muscle. Um, so that was really cool. And once you like, you know, I was able to make those choices um, and, and showed it in the way that I was acting with her, then it was written in a bit more. And, you know, the writers and the directors go, Oh, I liked what she did there. Or I didn't like what she did there. So we'll write more of that and less of that. And, um, and yeah, I, it, for this character, because you don't get in home in a way, they're constantly writing as you're constantly acting. So you never act to actually get to see the end point of your character arc, which is different to other shows or television. Because if you're if you've got a character that um, is in a film, you get the start to finish. You see her character arc. You see their dips and tricks and and everything, and you get to sort of put it all together. Um, but for me, it's sort of you you sort of kind of putting things together as you go along, which is which is different, you know. So it's been really fun. How do you like? you see scenes where you're crying and you, you, you like upset and stuff. Like what are you watching other shit beforehand? You get like that or are you actually like, get sad. Come on, yeah, yeah. Get How sad. do I get sad? <laughs> cry, get cry. Sad? No. Um, it depends on the day. I, I find that if I go in to a scene, I find that stuff really hard. Some women are so good at it. I have a friend that actually can cry on cue and you just can like click your finger and a tear will go. Like, because there are some, some people have like this thing in their mouth that they can push on the part of their mouth and a tear will come out. Like, that I, you couldn't pay enough money for that. Honestly, you couldn't pay enough money for that. But I, I find that stuff really hard. So I have to go in in the morning if I know that's happening. I've prepped the night before. You have to go in relaxed. If I'm tense, no tears are coming. Um, and then I use sort of a, like a what if this was happening to me scenario in my head to get me there. But some people use music, some people watch things, um, some people like put pressure on themselves or do some breathing stuff um, or, you know, have the magic point in their mouth. <laughs> Real. So it's different for everyone. So when you're going yeah. through that and learning that, you're going, fuck, how am I going to, like, do you, do you have the points like, how am I going to do this? Like, <laughs> am I watching the Titanic the night before? What's going on? Yep. <laughs> yeah. And it took, like, I reckon it's taken me five or six, it's probably taken me from the start of acting school till maybe two years into this job to sort of work out what works for me. I did, I spent so long trying one thing and it not working, trying another thing and it not working. And there are sort of, you know, different acting techniques and different people that suggest different things. And you, instead of, I've found in my life, instead of following one acting method religiously, picking bits from different things has worked the best for me. So I've picked, the idea of the what if from one spot, whereas some people um, use music or some people um, have to, there's like a method acting, like have to be in it and a hundred percent involved. And um, yeah, I spent sort of all of acting school trying to work out that. And I didn't really work out how to do that. My character was cheated on after she got married um, with her mother dying of cancer all in one, one sort of area. And that was a really emotional journey for Ziggy and, only then did I really learn how to actually do it and access it so regularly. Cause I had one day that was like 10 scenes and every scene was a crying scene. I'm like, you, you're so dehydrated. Um, and, 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 but like, you've got to like, you know, cause you don't want everything to look the same. So you're like, okay, so what stage of grief am I here? Am I a seven or am I three? And that's when I really sort of was able to get into it. I think finally, but it takes a long time. 
What, what's method acting? Is that like getting? Do you? How do you feel it? Like, is, that, is that Tom? Is that Tom Cruise? Is he method? He's full stunts and everything. He does all his own stunts and everything. Method acting is like, um, um, if you're playing a, a, a prostitute, you go, you you would either work as a prostitute or get in that world where you'd wear you wear the clothes, you eat the food, you do the actions. It's like your whole life invested in everything about that character, which for some people works really really well. Um, but Unless can be dangerous. It can be, yeah, quite dangerous. And, and some people find it hard to like break out of those, those mindsets. Like, I think, um, I think people suggest that maybe that's what happened with Heath Ledger um, when he was playing, uh, when he was doing Batman, like that sort of, it can be dangerous getting so invested in a world Um without without being able to come out of it safely um because if you're set, spending your whole life in that moment of course you're going to feel the same feelings which could be quite dangerous i guess well how do you um, how do you go home and sort of cut that character do you go home and just say like I, i'm not like that or sometimes you feel like being ziggy sometimes in your real life where you're like i can just turn it on and fucking do that it, you um you i have to switch it off at the end of the day um because otherwise you could get exhausted. Like if I was sitting going through a divorce after being cheated on with my mum dying, like that's just, that would be too much. So I find um, at the end of the day, I've got to have a long shower and wash it off or I go to the gym and sweat it out just yeah. to like, you got to cut, cut it. Also because I spend so much time playing her. It's like, you, like you got to have, I got to have Sophie in there too. Like I'm Ziggy 12 hours a day at least. I've got to have, have some sofa time as well so yeah i go to the gym set it out have a glass of wine or a couple you know just to like yeah you gotta you gotta separate the two see how life as a kid growing up who were some of your inspirations or people that you looked up to that made you say i want to be uh go and do acting um i would say i loved julia roberts um I loved like I loved a lot of '80s rom-coms. I loved a lot of Molly Ringwald. Um, I my favorite movie of all time is Bad Boys Two. Um, so it's obviously better than the first one. Well, not saying that the first one's bad, but the second one is significantly better. Um, but um, yeah, I had like a big range. But I liked I've always liked powerful women, and I've always liked watching women who play characters that are really different you know like you can you've watched you watch someone like julia roberts she's got she's really good at what she does but you turn around and Brock, you know she turns around and she's like whack i can do this too and you're like i've never seen you in that light um i love a woman named connie Britton. if you watched nashville or friday night lights or anything like that she was she plays an incredible strong woman that has a lot of empathy but also really diversifies her characters and what kind of genre she does. And I like the idea that I hopefully one day will be able to push the limits of just what I look like or what someone thinks I can do and then really show them what I can do. So, so that's why like when like good actors and stuff like that, you can do multiple different things like uh, Jonah Hill and stuff. You've seen he's branching out from other stuff and you're going, Oh, they can, yeah. they can do that. And that's, that's like the Mecca for, for actors. Is it like just that, that range? Well, I feel like it is for me. I mean, if you've got something that you're good at, that's great. But 
if you can really push it to see where else you can go, you're constantly challenging yourself and you're constantly trying new things. And you're probably, you know, someone like, uh, I think Kate Blanchett said, if you're going to fail, fail spectacularly. So if you, you know, really try something and you fail, it's okay. But you're more than likely going to succeed with if you if you just try it. So that's that's the hope. How do you go about like learning new skills? Like obviously you've you were you got into nursing, so you're pretty good at rote learning to be able to go through and do something like that. But applying yep. the same skills to like uh, being an actor, going and going through and I don't know, trying to develop new skills outside of the regiment that you have. Are you yeah, like twelve hours a day. Like you're like, you you time yeah. to learn. Are you doing yeah. podcasts or YouTube? Are you reading books and like watching film? Like what do you do? Um, well, uh, for acting stuff, I try to, I do like the occasional weekend, like you can do like master classes where specific teachers will come and teach you different things. Um, and that's really fun. You know, you can do like a clowning workshop or you can do like script analysis or, um, like an American classics or American accents or, um, improv and stuff like that. When I can, I try and do something along those lines because you always want to keep learning. I find it really interesting as well. Um, there are some really, I, I really like reading plays as well. So I, I read a lot of plays at home because um, I'd love to one day be on the stage. Um, and then I suppose, I, I mean, I've always liked learning. So it's not something that I would give up. Um, but like with, I actually found a lot of the stuff with nursing, you have to have a lot of empathy and understanding other people. And that's so important for acting. Um, to understand your character properly and understand your relationships with other characters. So kind of went hand in hand, I guess. You're used to the long hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, question, uh, our partner of the show, Heaps Normal, uh, non-alcoholic beer. One of the questions we ask for guests who come on is around, what's your version of Heaps Normal? What's the thing that you look to when you need your batteries recharged? Um, I love sitting by the beach or going for a swim that's the best part about Sydney I I mean I love Queensland but being so close to the beach is fantastic I spend every morning that I can or every afternoon that I can I'll go and sit by the water Uh, I do a lot of exercise I find that so much better than meditation just to punch something or lift something or run against something Um, and I read a lot of books I love reading I really find being able to tune out and fall into someone else's story really relaxing yeah what's on what's on the nightstand and what have i got at the moment i've got honeybee sitting on the nightstand which i haven't started but ada one of the other ladies at work she's obsessed with it she actually she and one of the other women lynn do a book club on instagram and i slowly just steal the books from there because they're always really good i just finished the bluffs which is an awesome australian story um based in tasmania um yeah, I read all sorts of stuff. Do you, do you all live in Summer Bay? Like, is it, you, I, you know, I read just lives around the corner, duck in and pop in, get some milk. Like, what's the go? Actually, um, it's about, I would say, so Summer Bay technically is about an hour away from our studio, which is like an hour from Sydney. Um, some of the people that have been here for a long time live up there, but most of us live in a Sydney because our studio is in the city and we do slightly more work in the studio than we do up in the bay so we all live near the insides of the sets um rather than the outside up north oh 
Where that is, makes sense. Yeah, where, I thought it was all in the one spot. I had where no is problem. Summer Bay? Yeah, where is Summer Bay? Uh, it's Palm Beach, which is like the northern, most northern tip of like Sydney before you hit the Central Coast. Uh, it's mm. so beautiful. I've never seen anything like it. Like it's like um, an island sort of like it's a tip of the thing and so like on one side you have the ocean the wave ocean and on the other side it's flat beach and then there's a beautiful lighthouse like you should guys you should come check it out bring your family it's very pretty i oh, would love to oh mate when we can <laughs> when the borders open up we'll be, we'll be oh, there for sure. no. do you guys like catch a big like like a bus there from the city and when you're going out to shoot, shoot trains and shit, is it like a carpool no i wish sometimes most of the time we all like you'll either drive or get driven up um but because everyone comes in, like the girls take a lot longer in makeup and, and hair than the boys do. So like we're in the chair like an hour and a half before we have to get changed and go on set. Whereas the boys are there like 10 seconds beforehand. So annoying having long hair. <laughs> but you'd be, yeah, it'd be good to just chill out. You just talk shit for an hour and a half before you go on and you can sort yeah. of get into your day and just, do you have coffee? And I'm sure and just fucking relax. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 It's great. Like I get all my lashes put on, I get the fake tan or the whole shebang. There you go. Well, what's what's next for you? What's on for the rest of the year? Is it just shooting? Like, do you get do you get time off? We get yeah, we get sort of a break in the middle of the year and a break at the end. Um, so we're just about to go into our media break, um, which is two weeks. So I'm going to have some time off then, and then we shoot till the end of the year, and then sort of I don't know what's going to happen. We'll we'll wait and see. There you go. How did, when you mentioned before, like the story arcs like merge and they go between, they don't know where they're going. Mm. How, do they de- how do they decide who gets written out or not? Is it by like the people who watch the show? Like, is it like... Yeah, is it a feedback loop? What, what is it? Yeah. Well, I actually, that's a good question. I don't know. And I think it's some secret formula that I'm scared to ask of because maybe they'll just write me out. Um, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think um, you sort of, a, you start on a base contract of, a certain amount of years normally for a, a like a lead character and then as it develops you they either you know convene and go okay is this working is this not do we have a spot for them have we got somewhere to live and something for them to do and I think it I think it goes like that but that, that's the upstairs and they're um very big and scary <laughs> shit so how many people are on set then like there'd be a bunch when they're like the people behind the scenes the writers and all, are they watching the scenes while you guys are doing it not while we're doing them, but they, so we'll film them. They do a rough, the, the editors just sort of cut it up and they do a rough edit. And then like all the producers and um, the director and all that sort of stuff, watch it upstairs and everyone gets feedback. And then the writers go, okay, that worked, that didn't. We're going to pull this idea forward and move that there. And all that. so it's amazing. Well, like I'm the smallest cog in the biggest wheel of there's so many people around. There's like hundreds of people that, do incredible things shit all right so what, what's been the, what's been your best best or favorite moment or thing that stood out the most since since joining oh i did an away shoot a couple of years ago to parachilna which is like eight hours north of adelaide and it was a week-long shoot of a car rally race and i was the race car driver and that was awesome it was so much fun it was like a bush bash it was like a shitbox rally so i had this like car full of surfboards these like big flags and like you're driving on the dirt we had like cameras in like on the dashboard beside me we had like um drone shots there was so many people and it was so hot but it was so beautiful and that was definitely a highlight yeah i i will yeah i'll never forget that that's yeah. unreal and you were driving yeah boy i mean <sighs> I'm, 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 
Fuck. So I didn't know. I didn't realize. Yeah. Do you reckon you could do that scene? No, no fucking way. I got my license two years ago, so there's no, there's no chance, man. I'm still on the training wheels. I got the training wheels in the back of the car. Oh, still the peace. Oh. Well, thank you so much for jumping on and having a chat oh, with us. It's been so good. Sorry, I feel like we've peppered you like with just no questions. No, you know, I'm so it's intrigued. Been so much fun. I loved it. It's really cool to sort of actually talk. Yeah, I suppose you don't, when you're in it, you don't talk about it like this. So. It's really fun to sort of actually go over it and think about it. Sophie Dillman, you are now uh, a friend of the show. Hey, welcome to the friend of the show list. I don't know. We just started Community. the list then. Yeah, we just started it then. You're number one on the list. So Dillman, you're up. <laughs> Dillman's up. Dillman's up. Thank you very much. Good chats. Hey, seriously though, uh, unreal. Like, didn't really understand how competitive the industry was. Oh, crazy. That was a bit. That was a big eye opener for me. And I wouldn't mind being an extra. On, an extra on you'd yeah, be a good was, extra i wouldn't mind on the treadmill something i don't do normally so coffee shop at the coffee shop having a smoothie having some vegetables huh? <laughs> first time ever huh? yeah 100 percent. me and alf chewing the fat hey if you do like this pod and you're new listening we drop guest pods monday thursday snacks pods coming at you hot tuesday wednesday friday and this friday we'll have another deep dive for you so yeah a lot of funny business